it's all about the different, you know, the different departments. So, okay, I may not need it for that event, but I can move it through retail. I can put a special on it or we can move it to corporate. If there's nothing specific to the colour palette or what it needs to be, I will use that information and make it work. Work it for the grower, work it for me and for the client at a competitive price. And that's the science. Mm, that's, a, that's, the, <laughs> that's the master speaking. That's the science. Yeah. The Creative Trust is a podcast about the creative process. Amanda Henderson founded Gloss Creative in 2001 and has been making fabulous happen ever since. Gloss Creative and its alumni have mastered the art of creative renewal. Listen as Amanda sits down to explore some of the world's best creative minds. These are their insights and this is their legacy. Welcome to the Creative Trust. What a great day today is. It's been a while, but finally in front of me, I have two incredible people from Australia's most incredible florist, Flowers Vazette. I'm sitting in front of Cherie Miraculous, who is the owner and founder of Vazette, and Sonia Wilson, the creative director. We share a very long history. I think I've been working with the team at Vazette for over two decades. So today there is so much to talk about. That's kind of freaking me out. I don't know how long this is going to go for. <laughs> days. But, days. But we've got our coffee and we've got our cookies. So we are ready to go. For those of you who may not have heard about Vazette, no trip to Brunswick Street is complete without looking for the big yellow sunflower above the building. You walk in there and you are hit with the most incredible feeling of joy and the freshness of all these incredible blooms. What most people know about Vazette is that experience. But one of the things I'd also like to talk about today, obviously, is about Sonia and Cherie's individual creativity, which is astounding. But also what I want people to know is the incredible business leg legacy that Cherie has created through her team through the business and she sits as a formidable female leader across Melbourne. It's very amazing to see and to work with Cherie. So what we're going to do, and I guess, you know, Vazette's been going for 30 years, almost impossible, 35, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> just that extra five years. So we'll sort of cover your bios through that. But obviously, today's about creativity. So we're going to start with you, Cherie. And I'm dying to hear about how you got creative and about your very early years as a child. And I know, um, yeah, I can't wait to hear. Okay. Surprisingly enough, I went to a, um, a bilingual Greek school and we were very, well, there was no art facility, no art fac faculty whatsoever. We were primarily brought up <clears throat> wanting to, you know, educating us to become other doctors or lawyers or, you know, of that ac academia sphere. Mm. And um, so I basically had my head down, bum up, and pretty much did the best I could in academia. Didn't get too bad of a result for HSC. But what led to my creativity was really the passing mother of my father. We lost him when I just finished HSC in 1984. And 
prior to that, year 11, I was given an amazing opportunity as an intern, <clears throat> school holidays, mind you, to work for a stockbroking firm. Wow. Okay. So here I am coming out of high school studying science because I had to follow, I had to do science, science because my brother was obviously a very high academic individual. I could get his notes. So I was, I was recommended to do physics and <laughs> chemistry and that's what you had to learn. Forget about arts or any history. So we were very much into the scientific realm of, and so, <clears throat> so, but fortunately for me, I was given an opportunity to work with Gladys Cooper, um, who took me under her wing and would sort of take me into her broking firm. And from there, I learnt about money and I learnt about business. She was a real big influence when it come to, and um, and also it was just prior to the downturn, 1989. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was the hype in 84, 85. Yeah, definitely. There was so much going on, um, so much hype. Could you imagine now a young girl getting into, coming down on the trading floor and seeing all this incredible activity? I had no idea. Oh, you had no idea? Yeah. No, no idea. No. Incredible activity. I was thrown into a swamp of men abusing me. Get that on the floor, you know, <laughs> buy those socks. No, we can't. You know, it's like, whoa, how daunting for an 18, 19-year-old. And, of course, I think, you know, and then back to the back to the script office whereby um, I would sit next to these amazing, incredible strong women who would show me how to put together a transaction and how to allocate stock to clients. <laughs> So, wow. Yeah, so this is where my business acumen came into play. Now, as far as my creativity is concerned, my father had an amazing garden, my father and my mother. So Sunday, most weekends, we spent time in the garden. Beautiful. So this is where was my love. Was it a big garden? Yeah, it was a big garden. My father had a huge veggie patch. Um, you know, we would obviously spend time in the garden sort of, you know, uh, planting vegetables and, you know, playing in those big backyards. And, of course, my mother was in charge of the front part of the garden, which she had an incredible rose garden. So, you know, when we sold the house, they were actually taken out and we transplanted them, at some of them into Linda, some survived, some didn't. But um, I am in the throes of creating an amazing rose garden <clears throat> at the moment, which in honour of my mother. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. can't wait to see that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when the market started to turn in 88, 89, I thought, well, oh golly, I could see people drop, you know, fall Dropping like flies. Dropping like flies yeah. and committing suicide, which wasn't very nice. And I thought, oh, my God, all this hype and now all of a sudden things have turned and people are just, you know, in all, you know, in all situations. So we then, <clears throat> I thought, well, this is not for me probably. And, um, and then, of course, went back to my family business and thought, okay, we're, we sell fruit and veg and this is where my, my brother then took on the family business. I went to work, continued my work, deferred my university, continued to work with Gladys and she said, what are you going to do now? So, well, I don't know, you know, I think mum needs me to go and work. My brother's taken over the family business but that's, that's my brother. How old were you now? I'm um, probably 19. Oh, right. I just finished my HSC going yep. on to university. I went, yep. got an applied science degree. Mm. I, well, you know, get a course. Um, I thought this is not for me and I really loved the taste of working in the stockbroking 
<clears throat> industry. So I said, okay, Gladys, Gladys said, well, right, come and work for us. We loved having you and give it a go. So I did. So that was back in 84, 85. And I think that was incredible with what I learned as from a business perspective. And then, of course, when it come, came to the downturn, I thought, oh, what am I going to do? You know, I've got the fruit shop. Yes, okay. And I think I want to go back and help my brother. You know, he's got his own sort of, uh, his own ideas. And I was selling flowers. I thought, okay, we could really beef up that flower part of the business because he was only buying daffodils and a few other basic flowers. So sure enough. Enter Cherie. <laughs> yes. And at the time, there was this gentle, this chap, that chap who basically <laughs> I was helping my brother out and him and I ended up joining forces and started Flowers Vazette. But to start off with, he would go to the market with my brother, buy the fruit and vegetables and, of course, go over to the flower department and then start buying interesting. And so he would give report back to me and say, well, what do you think about these flowers? Can we sell these flowers in Brunswick Street? I said, well, I don't know. I said, let's just try it out. So so therefore we'd, I'd, go, I'd give him a list. He'd come home while I was still working in the city. Yeah, so you had the side hustle even back the then. side hustle back then, exactly. Yeah. You are a slashy um, back in the 80s. <laughs> um, so he would then, you know, go to the market, buy them, and then one day my mother would say, oh, you know, the variety of flowers that you're choosing, they're pretty amazing because we're selling more flowers and fruit and vegetables. Don't tell your brother, though. I'm keeping that, I'm keeping that till separate. I said, great, Mum. And she said, yes, I think so. I said, well, you know, would you think about, I know you're, you're sort of, you, you quite like the broking industry, but, you know, maybe there's something in it here. Now, we're going back in 88, 89, where Brunswick Street was almost at a different, in a bohemian sort of, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a lot going on and as much as I'm talking about, you know, Black Cat Cafe with, yeah, you know, cool. yes. Bachelors of Prague, you yes. know, Henry Mars, we're yes. talking about Mario's. They were the oh, Mario's pinnacles. Mm-hmm. Very amazing. They were the Still main, great. Mm. They were the main cafes of the time and that since, you know, they were they led that charge of, of you know, Bohemia and all these other different unusual sort of shops started formulating. So we are sort of, you're formulating a quite a strong following here with flowers. Have you considered maybe looking at a store on Brunswick Street? And I said, oh God, where am I going to find one of those? You know, here I am 21 at the time and thinking how I'm going to string some money together. And back then you had to pay key money to acquire space. So I had to actually buy someone out on Brunswick Street, um, which back, he was a barber slash dry cleaning sort of um, shop. <laughs> In the same shop where you are now? <laughs> no, no. no where Jasper Jr. is right now. Oh, yes. So that's where we started Barzette in 1989 and we bought out this barber slash dry cleaner. Okay. Uh, we were all of 21 and I was with Michael Spiro, <clears throat> who was, you know, he was, got to give him credit where it's due. He was helping my brother out and, um, and of course, buying the flowers while we well, still at the fruit shop. Um, <clears throat> and while I was in the broking. So I had a few a few balls I was juggling at the time. But anyway, we saw this, This uh, we went and had a chat to a few of the um, retailers along the street and they said, oh, well, you know, this particular guy was wanting to get out, he wanted to retire. Um, I said, okay, um, so if you'd like, we can sell the business. And I said, well, I don't really want to buy, buy, but, you know, a barber business or a um, 
dry cleaning. And they said, well, you know, this is how it is and we want $40,000. And, oh, golly, I said, $40,000. Well, lucky Michael had a little bit of saving. I had some savings from where I, what I was doing. So we ended up buying him out. And then, of course, we moved in and then loaned to, and I thought, okay, great, maybe we might be able to get a couple of two or three weeks free rent because we really need to change the look of the store. And um, the, um, the the agent said, no, um, he was reluctant to give us anything. <laughs> anything. I said, oh, please, you know, it's like, oh, what are you two kids no, looking at us, at us to think, you know, you're sure you want to take on a lease? It's, it's the, in the beginning of the recession. Uh, what do you know about business? I said, well, look, I said, okay, if, if you're not going to give us a two or three week, that's fine. We'll just continue. And so we just did a slapped up renovation just to get it up and to, to look aesthetically pleasing and to be able to sort of start selling flowers from it. <clears throat> so sure enough, we did. Well, that was the big. That was the beginning. The landlord came in, introduced himself, and gave us a pat on the back and said, "Oh, wonderful! You, you kids are doing such a great, great job." I said, "Oh, okay, thanks. Thanks for the vote of confidence." <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, you know, he couldn't do enough for us. But you know, of course, he wasn't prepared to give us a two or three week. So we proved ourselves going forward. Anyway, ends up that he ended up becoming our friend. So, you know, um, we be, we developed a lovely relationship with him. We'd go out for dinner and he'd be able to give us, you know, building advice and property advice. Angelo Favaloro, his name was, and what a gentleman. <clears throat> we just grew to love him so much as a father figure. So <clears throat> what happened after that, you know, two years went by and we our business expanded and it was growing and we thought, oh, God, how are we going to go? And, and Angela would say, well, look, I can maybe um, extend the back or move this aside for you. I said, no, Angela, it's not going to make it. It's not going to help with the growth of our business and the vision that we've got planned because, oh, please, you know, he didn't want us to mm. leave. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so um, I said, no. And at the time there was a store that came up for lease up the road. Now, funny enough, we did look at that particular store where we are in now and that agent gave us another bit of hard time and didn't want to really want to know us because we we're 20, 2021. What did we know about business? So we thought, okay, we'll let it be. Sure enough, he came knocking. He came, I don't know, for some reason, I think he approached us and said, would you consider, we see you've got an amazing business here. Would you consider coming up to this to this corner location <clears throat> because the people that he had rented it to initially had done a midnight flip. So they only took the lease and they basically just canned it and moved left. So we thought, oh, interestingly enough, okay, all right, let's do it. So we did. Um, so we took the move, the brave move, because we could see that that ground level would in turn, yes, the potential. There's a mm. lot of potential. So, um, sure so enough. When did it become Vazette? Mm -hmm. So, whilst we were looking at moving, relocating, we came across this incredible, and I, I love him to death, Simon Norman, the renowned, revered, I should say, mm. artist of our time. Mm -hmm. So, we befriended Simon. So Simon is responsible for the amazing sunflower that you see and the other sculpture, I don't know, the, the bees, bees and what are that? 
Oh, gosh, Jesus. Oh, no. Almost like you trifid. 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 trifid outside. <laughs> is that heritage listed? Oh, probably. It should be. I think it should be. <laughs> I feel it's like the probably. skipping girl vinegar. And we had that beautiful you know? internal is. staircase. But, and, yes, we had the that amazing, amazing internal staircase that he mm. also um, was a brainchild for. And, of course, you know, painted the inside and this other thing, yeah, other items. <clears throat> and mosaic tile tables that we had. Mm. Remember, Sonia? Mm. Those beautiful table. mosaic tables, mm. which are now... Um, living up at Beachmont. Anyway, so Simon made us. He he just created this amazing, amazing um, retail space for us to work, and then it's just grew from there. And I think with our color blocking and our variety of flowers, and then we had flowers outside, you know, on the footpath, you know, unbeknownst to those the council used to give us so much a hard time. So coming to Brunswick Street was like a destination. Definitely. A bit like the Rocky days, um, Amanda. Remember how mm. Rocky used to unload? Yes. You know, arrive with a truckload truck mm. of buckets of flowers. Mm. Well, that's what we used to do. We mm. would arrive with big truck, tailgate down, buckets, trolleys coming down, and the flowers could not get off that truck quick enough. <clears throat> I feel it's still like that now. Quick, quick, oh, quick <laughs> enough. Where people would just go, whoom. And so, yeah, and that's what we really, our business is all about. You know, the retail was where it was at. And how did you come up with the name for Zet? Yeah, good question. Um, we had a few other daggy names, which I won't repeat. <laughs> and they were, fortunately for us, they were already taken. So, okay. <laughs> so come on now, Michael, think of a name. So, you know, what do you do with flowers? You know, oh, bloody, oh, sorry, basket or uh, where do you put flower, vase, bowl, flower, bowl, flower? So we just sort of had a bit of a brainstorm in a car park at Corporate Affairs because we weren't going back back to where we were living. You know, we were living far away at that time. We said, we've got to register this name, for, you know, for that business. So sure enough, Vazette came about. It's so such a beautiful name because so it's slightly French. You know, it has well, that elegance about it. So, it says that it's flowers without flowers. Yes, it's genius. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it really it is. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it was one of those ad hoc decisions. But anyway, <clears throat> so, yes, yeah, so that's how we got came about with the name. Um, and then we just um, obviously gave birth to Flowers Barzette. Wow. Mm. You talk a lot about mentoring. It seems, you know, you've had amazing mentors and from what I've seen, you've mentored generations of women and men. Obviously, you know, Sonia's here today and she's, I've known Sonia almost as long as you. So, Sonia, I'd love to hear about firstly your childhood creatively and then how, obviously, how you came to meet Cherie and that beautiful relationship that you've enjoyed together creatively over the years. Yes, I feel very fortunate. First of all, thank you for having us, Amanda. Oh, I feel so I'm fortunate to be sitting here, here with both yourself it's, and Cherie. It's exciting. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I'm so happy and grateful to have been able to work for such a long time in an industry that I absolutely adore and that gives so much back to me. I grew up um, in Surrey oh, uh, in the UK and, uh, you know, much, much like Cherie, my, both my grandparents had amazing gardens. They were both career men and they had their garden as their creative Hobby. outlet. Yeah. And they both had full-time gardeners, but they would hop in the garden and, and they loved their apple orchards and their vegetable gardens just as much as, you know, the floral aspect of it. And, um, and my brother and I, you know, we just have such fond memories of 
you know, rolling around in the gardens and, and amongst garden roses, which happened to still be my favourite flower. And they were so informative in steering me towards being a floral artist. Were you creative at school? Um, I was, but I wasn't so much drawn to nature from a young age. Um, I loved to paint uh, and I used to sort of paint these almost sort of cartoon-like fantastical creatures and people and my mum would frame them and put them up around the house in sort of our bedrooms and in our study and I loved colour. So I think I've been influenced from a very early age. Scent and colour, I think, drove me down this track. My father is just retired at 80. Wow. Amazing. He was and, and still is an architect. My brother is a graphic designer and my other brother works within sort of those fields and also within archaeology. But I've always, my first choice of doing anything social when I was young was going to public gardens in the UK. I just loved being surrounded by canopies of trees, the verdant greens, beautiful scents in the countryside. So I think that it's sort of almost self-created with what I loved just being around and immersing myself in. My first job that I applied for when I was 14 was with a beautiful little greengrocer um, just in our local village um, who again sold flowers. Um, and so, you know, you, we used to like bake beetroot and bake radishes and, and then sell a few flowers. Um, and I don't know that I was influenced so much around floristry then, but again, scents and colour. And I loved retail. I loved being with people, you know, presenting goods for people to buy. But my creativity really started when I had to make a decision when I finished the equivalent to HSC here and I, I, I wanted to be a florist. And my father said to me, oh, you know, darling, that's wonderful. That's great. We know we all love sitting in gardens and being surrounded. But do you really think you can? Do you Get think you can? Job. Do you think you can really sustain that? Story. Anyway, so what I did was I went and did a business management associate diploma, which was two and a half years. And after that, I said, okay, I've done that. Now I'm going to do floristry. So, okay, fair enough. So I went that's and studied. Similar. Yeah. Well, I went and studied at Westminster College, um, and I did a a horticulture, landscape and floristry course that all combined. And when I finished, I my, actually my dad saw a job advertised at Felton and Sons in Knightsbridge near the Brompton, on Brompton, Brompton Road. Road. And so, you know, it was a bit of a hike up to town. It, you know, we'd catch, I'd catch the train sort of about 50 minutes, but I loved it. And it was very similar to Vazette. It was a large store that was on, on the corner with these beautiful open windows and they had um, floral displays that they used to display in colours. They had six windows, so you'd have a white and green and then you'd have a colour coordinated all, all the way around. Yeah. They had separate departments at that time. So this is 1984. So they'd have a wedding department, retail, they'd have um, corporate and private clients. And when you started as an apprentice... Well, the first year I cleaned buckets and swept the floor and mopped the floor <laughs> and did all those sorts of jobs and drove the van and dropped people off and <laughs> and observed and became physically strong and mentally strong. And luckily, I've always liked the cold. I don't mind being cold because it was freezing there in the, in the winter. And you've already touched on something that I think is so incredible about the team at Farzette, which is you said I got really strong. There's, you know, apart from the creativity with floristry, I know you've commented, you know, when you've had visiting florists from Europe, how much stamina they have. 
And I've noted, you know, noted that because you're always there when we're always there all day yes. in those long hours, we do similar things. And I think the strength required and the physical resilience and the mental yes. resilience that Forrest needs is I, I think so. A lot. And I think I always, I mean, I, I and what I, one of the things I love about Bazette is working within a large team. And I think that was ingrained in me from an early stage because wow. I really enjoyed this business so much that I started at. And, and there was a lot of surplus income around the late eighties. And, and in that area of London, it was quite a wealthy area. There was a lot of socialization, a lot of par private parties. parties. There were right. no event companies. There was no event course. No, and it so was the florists who no, really did that's the event right. design, we did. wasn't it? And I, I luckily mm. was placed in the private client team when I started. And we lived in this building, the bottom of a penthouse building. And we had we would go and do weekly flowers for clients and parties. And in our building, we had um, Bob Geldof, had David Bowie. Brian Ferry. And at that stage, when you're 19 years old, you're quite starstruck and, you know, you'll do anything to mix and mingle and, and stay within a position and a job that you love. And, and it was really easy for me to do that. And I feel like it's such a similar, a similar business 30, 30 years on, you know, um, at Bazette. And the, the one thing that is, is that aligns is that in internal mentoring, internal education, and the the ability to be able to move from one department to another and keep learning and keep extending your craft which is what which is what I've done at Vazet and what I've loved I started in retail because I that remember. was my yes. forte when I'd walk so in, I walked in yeah, you were the first person I'd mm. see yeah mm. I loved mm. I loved the clients I loved talking to them and mm. and you know helping them design different different arrangements and and then moving into sort of weddings and events as events became a thing. I think I moved, we created the events department one year around the Grand Prix. We realised that we needed to have thing. an events team. It was a thing. So, and I think it was a similar year that they started the TAFE course, an event management course. Originally, um, Varzet obviously was very strong in retail. And that would have been, you know, 89 to to the late 90s, we weren't really big in the events at all. So we were renowned for our <clears throat> for our retail. And through that, um, I was very fortunate enough to have met this incredible, as we were mentioning, um, European florists. They would just walk into the door and say they're wanting a job. So there's a few of them circulating. And lucky for me, they would land in my lap. <laughs> Great. Because <laughs> you know, I, I guess they and were that's where drawn I, yes, to they were, yeah, right. that's it. So this is where I began to pick up and develop my style through what they were bringing, you know, from their various countries, whether it be Germany or Holland or um, the, the UK. And, and you know what, may I say, Cherie, I think that Ilkov person, and including myself, were attracted to Vazet because of the flowers that you procured to display because you went out of your way to bring flowers from various areas of Australia. So you had a, a beautiful, huge tropical varieties yes. that we didn't see overseas. Yeah. But I think that's what sparked our interest as well, that the massive variety of flowers that you would bring into the store. Oh, that was another little detail I forgot to mention because the type of flowers which we concentrated on, because I noticed that there were no tropical flowers at the time selling any of the florist shops and we wanted to be that sort of point of difference. And it was just a flower show that we had that, both my partner at the time had attended <clears throat> and we saw these amazing tropical flowers and thought, oh, haven't seen these in Melbourne before. Maybe Melbourne's ready for it. Let's start, you the know, brave move. let's start talking to these growers and see if we can um, start bringing them down. So we sure enough, we did. So 
the main flower we were selling at the time back in the day of, you know, the little Jasper Junior shop now is we used to fill that with tropical flowers. Pretty much that was our main line and a few other different little sort of field flowers. And so we, we got a name for tropical sexy pinks, you yeah, know, Rosat, Renatas, whatever they're called. I, mm. I used to know all the tropical all names. The crab claws <laughs> and the gingers. Every, and, and, yeah. every. So that is one thing. When I think of Vazette, what it represents to me is firstly this incredible, as you're saying, the variety and the quality that you've always had in your shop and still to this day, you know, I knew two weeks ago if I walked in 12 days before Mother's Day, mm. I'd find those big cafe latte sort of <laughs> dispuds. I knew they'd be there um, and they'd be the biggest and they'd be the most beautiful colours. I feel one of the hallmarks of Vazette is this thing must be, well, from a customer point of view, is this very vast array of everything, but then on the top, there's always these things that you're surprised about or that no one else has. And I think that's very, when I think of Vazette, that's what I think about. I think of quality and I think of the unique things. Tell me about how you, to do that, you must have an incredible relationship with your suppliers and your growers. Tell me about that part of your business. Exciting part. So, you know, I think life's all about building relationships. And fortunately, you know, I've met some incredible people in my journey of, you know, with flowers. And I have the standouts to this very day is my beautiful Peter Jennett and his wife, Jenny. They have an incredible array and they do supply us with the most unusual blooms. They, you know, what that we get, I mean, to this very day, every time he drops off, two to three times a day, a week, sorry, he would, the girls would just be excited, wouldn't they, Sonia? Still it's excited, excited and then he'll come yeah. and talk to, about, talk, talk to us about, you know, um, how it's grown and, and you know, and we, and I said, Pete, can we get these for next week? I've got a big, no, oh, don't know, no. Um, um, it, it was always very pessimistic, but then he'd come through <laughs> with, the goods. Through yeah. with yeah. it. Yeah. With the goods. Lower expectations. So yeah. he's the, the first dilemma. one on market. My, at six o'clock, you go into the I warehouse know. and it's quite dark and he's mm. already there with his truck mm. unloaded. Mm. And he's oh, been passion. in business for a long, long time. Exactly. Mm. And I said, Pete, don't retire. I don't know what I'd do. You know, because... For me, it's, it's it's exciting when I used to see his van because originally he used to come to market. And I said, "What are you doing here? Selling a few minuscule bobs?" And then, of course, there'd be so you'll get the florist they'd come and pick the eyes out of things. And then I said, "What are you doing now? Taking this back?" Well, no, you're not taking those back. Let me see what I can do for you because you've spent all this time picking everything. And what have you made today? I said, "Well, if I could, I said, well, okay." That that's not going to happen, <laughs> yeah, <fair enough. laughs> you know. Um, so what about we 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 make a deal and maybe come and do whatever you pick, I'll buy the lot. Right. Okay. Make it easy for you, Pete, because um, so he so this is the relationship we end up sort of um, we started until this very day. <clears throat> we're lucky to to say that you know he does, and um, lucky for us, we're able to sort of use all the product because they were damn hard don't mm, they? they do yeah, and yeah. um and you know and you sort of want to be able to sort of he has to get a good return for the hours he puts in nurturing mm. these amazing blooms mm. and he does he's, and a, the he's a rare talent they're the best and mm. isn't it amazing when you have people who can join 
with you in your business that you rely mm. on. Mm. You mm. know, that's what builds mm. businesses. As you said, mm. it's the connections and the relationships that you build um, and then you can do amazing things. So thinking about your style, how would you, both of you, define the Vazette style? What is your style? Now, style, that's exactly right. A lot of people say, what's your style? You know, is it this, is it, okay, I can't afford to be one style because I cater for a lot of different, you know, markets and I don't like to put myself in a box, you know, so to speak, because not everybody's going to like style that I'm going to come up with Mm. but I want to be able to sort of you know cater for everybody especially for the amount of people that I employ you know I'm not going to get that strong demand which is going to give everybody a job you know so therefore yes I mean abundance maybe I don't know I mean I've always loved to have the store abundance color blocking that's I think we started that we thought I think we uh, that's it definitely abundance a variety Mm. variety of Flowers leads you to be able to create a variety of styles. And I think also going back to the, to our darling Bruce Keeble, where we were doing all those big events back in those 2000 period, where we would do these amazing big stories. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Mm. And that huge be, vast and again, stories for his venues huge around vast stories, mm, you know, mm. with these amazing unusual blooms from Mr. Janet, complementing any other items I'd pick up from the market. But that they were abundance, weren't they? Yes. Mm. And yes. and then Bruce will say, "Well, Sheree, leave it to Sheree. She'll get something. I'm sure she'll come up with the goods of yes. some description." <laughs> yeah. And all the pressure's on now. <laughs> and I think that's it. We have such a, a vast array of clients and customers alike. That um, that's the that's the wonderful challenge. You know, a, a client or a customer will come to us and say, "Look, we've got no idea. This is the occasion. Like, great, we've got a we've got an, an empty palette. It's amazing." Or they might be quite specific, which I find just as enjoyable to respond to a brief and say, this is for the occasion. This is what I love. This is what I want. Can you can you do something? Can you create something? And, you know, I mean, one of my favourite events would be to create flowers in someone's home mm-hmm. um, and choose, mm. choose colours and flowers that I think will reflect them and their personality and their home's personality. And we might move on to a huge event that we're installing over days or weeks and, you know, we might be responding to, um, say, an artist at the gallery. Or a brief. Or or a brief, yes, or a brief that, um, you know, quite a tight brief. And, again, that's that's an interesting challenge because I know that I'm going to be able to fulfil the client's needs because I have such a vast array of flowers to pull from. Mm. Mm. I'm getting the vibe and I know that you have many layers to your business. You have the corporate, the retail, the events, Mm. and you have the beautiful Beachmont. Tell us about that. (laughs) Yes, Beachmont is like my joy, my love, really. Um, How I acquired it. Tell me that's everything. A big, that's a big story. Okay. You can give us the summary on that. Yes, give the summary. <laughs> All right, the summary. It was stri- strictly a, a weekend um, trip to the hills um, and also the markets were moving to from Footscray to Epping. And so Paul and I were discussing how we're going to manage this three hours. You know, it's bad enough going to Footscray. Now we've got to move on to, you know, buy flowers out of Epping. 
Um, so I thought, well, maybe, you know, we've always wanted the opportunity to maybe, you know, acquire property up in the hills, which we could be near to the growers. And um, that could be a base to supply flowers to, to Fitzroy. So, and it was just an idea. Okay. It was an idea. So a trip to, um, to, to Walinda one day, and then sure enough, I came across Beachmont. Beachmont was, I won't tell you the finer details, but anyway, the real estate agent took us through and the first time, the, my first impressions were, oh, I've got a habit. Sorry. <laughs> Don't come home without it is what we call it. So, no, we're not ready to buy anything for another five years. I said, well, no, I don't ready care. Now. They, they, yeah, exactly. These properties don't come up very often. I said, uh, yeah, okay. I had no idea these properties existed up here. So um, it was uh, really the brainchild of a couple. A couple. They were incredible. Um, Marsha being in a horticulturist and, and Simon, a retired lawyer, has turned, yeah, and this is, was their um, sea change, Beautiful. which they had for 25, 30 years and developed this incredible garden. So I've and lucky, the scale of it's oh, is amazing. Mm. It's huge. Mm. It's amazing. So they travelled the world collecting different variety of flowers. So every season you see something unusual and it's really, a, you know, a delight to a florist to be able to sort of, you know, see this incredible array of blooms that just pop up every season and what can I say nature just just it brings you much joy it gives you so much it whenever I'm having a bad day I'll take a trip up to a to um Beachmont and then just walk the gardens and it just puts you in a different frame of mind different headset different headset yeah exactly so how have you developed Beachmont what have Mm. you done so in order for us to um sustain the cost of it I've had to um develop the house into Airbnb and that's worked really, really well. So that has quite a you know high occupancy rate, um, as well as if there's the odd event. But also we have two full-time gardeners, um, or two and a half, I should say, that um, work. At, and that's an exciting time when I pop up there and visit, you know, Ange and Mark and Westy and they're constantly talking to me about ideas of how we can develop certain pockets of the garden um, how we can generate, you know, an income from the investment of, um, you know, planting and picking of, of certain blooms. And so currently, you know, I'm happy to say that we pick quite a bit of Halloboros or, what, you know, when it's season. Rhododendron, Rhododendron Daphne, exactly right. Mm. We planted over 100 bushes of um, Daphne. We continue to um, daily this recently, the last year, we planted up to, well, I don't know, about 100 or 150 mm. different varieties. They've got a beautiful, amazing patch just down in the dells yes. of um, forget-me-nots. Mm. So just look at it. it. It's just stunning, this blue and, vision. It's mm. beautiful. And just recently I was, we were talking with Mark and he's now developing the, the front lawn and we're going to make that into sort of into garden beds of peonies and other different blooms. So, again, we're constantly sort of, it's a constant evolvement. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so it's, there's so much going on. Yeah. And I can see how those very special blooms add into the mystique when you walk into the shop or, mm-hmm. you know, when mm. at the gala, obviously that's a great collaboration that we do. I know that when those trolleys roll into those beautiful European galleries upstairs that there'll be the things that we've briefed but then there'll Mm. be the things that you know Sonia you'll say to me 
Oh, Cherie's just been up at Beachmont and we've got this thing. Wait till you see it. It's only planted in a corner, but we've got that one special, one stem very or one beautiful bunch, bunch mm. of something mm. that you've never mm. seen before. Mm. And that's, I guess, such a joy. And I think that's what gives me such joy. And I know Cherie as well, that when we work with wonderful clients and friends like you, Amanda, is that your face will light up when you mm. see that. You know, we might have created... Mm. 40 arrangements, and I will say to you, mm. in two of them, have a look, guess what there is, and you'll be like, oh. and it's so, and I, I love that. I love mm. to see you walking around and um, having a look and getting up close and taking photos. And no, I get very close. It's so, we, it's, you know, we, we, ha we, we value that appreciation. Yeah. It'd be nice for us to touch on now the art of collaboration. And it's really interesting and always enjoyable, you know, when we've worked on five galas together now, when we get that brief from Tony and the team at NGV, how we sit together, we get the design, the event and the creative direction going. And then we sit down and we go, this is what we're mm, thinking. Mm. And then your team, I can see, get excited as well. There's always three or four of you yes. on the call or yes. together. It's you exciting guys time get excited mm. and then you go off and then mm. you feed back mm. to us yes. what you're thinking. Mm. And what I adore about that process is that you extend our ideas and, t you know, take it further through your expression with flowers. And that's what creates amazing atmosphere. And I think uh, for the gala this year with McQueen, I think we were all really able to be very excited about his creative ideals mm. and the mm. way that we were able to delve very deeply into his world, mm. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, was deeply rewarding. I to think it was upstairs. elevated to another yeah. level. Mm. It was very exciting. Mm. And I think mm. the art of collaboration, you've worked with amazing people as have we. Um, and I do feel that, and this is leading to another question, the depth of creativity in your team, um, particularly through the new generations, is something that's very exciting. Can you talk to me about your team? It just, well, that's what keeps me going, you know, um, <clears throat> well and truly into my, what, third, going to fourth decade. Mm. Um, so, you know, by all means, it's not about me, I was I give credit to my team because they inspire me daily when they come up to me and or when I've just unloaded a truck full of flowers and they say, oh, look, I'm thinking we can do this and they're just their, their general excitement. And then when they're speaking to Sonia and saying, oh, we've got this job coming on and I was just been thinking about mm -hmm. and what do you think, can mm -hmm. we get this and, and can we get a bigger branch or, you know, they th that's what excites mm. me to mm. keep mm. going mm. <laughs> and mm. re-inspires and I think, oh, I never thought of that. So yes, Amanda, going to your point, it's all about a collaboration mm. because I don't have all the answers, mm. but mm. the how I nurture and mentor and say, so just think out of the square. Let's think out of the square. And, we're, and lucky for me, I've got an incredible team led by, you know, Sonia, the veterans, I call them, or the golden girls. <laughs> the golden girls. And also there's Nick as well. Nick, 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 Nick in that. You know, yes. Nick. Exactly. Yes. So, you know, we're sharing those experiences, yeah. all those amazing yeah. events mm. that we've mm. been part of and um, and talking about how how we created those and um, all the elements that 
hard talk. And, and you know, when we then we have clients like yourself that come in and sort of, then it's like get the red carpet out. Amanda Henderson's coming through. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And we, can yeah. we put our best blooms on show? <laughs> um, so, you know, this is, it's not just, you know, making an arrangement from the web. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I saw, also saw this in Art of Bloom. The excitement that these girls have been, you know, yes. with the work, the workmanship mm. and the thoughts, and it's something that they were thinking on their days off, probably taking themselves um, and to come up and, you know, and just to come up with this amazing creativity. It was wonderful to be able to create a floral design without a brief, without a client mm. brief. Oh, it's the best, um, obviously, it? we, you know, the 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 uh, concept of Art of Bloom was to represent um, an acquisition from the Women's Association at the National Gallery, but conceptualise it in your own mind, um, you know, uh, with beautiful botanicals, mm. you know, and in an sustainable, sustainable manner too. So, you know, and this was a stop and start event. Mm. I think three well, times it was tried it to be activated years, for three years. Yeah. So we stopped ago. and started and... We kept our brief and we kept our information and we'd, you know, re-engage with, with each other when we thought it was going to reoccur. And, you know, the third time it did, which was amazing. And and we had slightly different people in the team because one of our gorgeous girls, Bonnie, had left to have a baby. Another girl was overseas traveling. So another person came in and it was so wonderful just collaborating with them all. And we... Cherie was um, in and out, you know, whether she was there physically or not. We created a WhatsApp group and, and we, we, we would get really excited mm, whether yeah, she was overseas yeah, or, or yeah, you're here. Yeah, She'd yeah. come in, I love the creativity, keep going, well done. And we're like, yes, great, <laughs> going then, in the right direction. Yeah. And I feel you mm -hmm. have always done self-initiated projects. So whether it was, you know, the Flower and Garden show, you know, uh, a decade ago was really, you were always the gold medalists. I remember, you know, going to your stands and just everyone was just blown away. Do you remember with that year when we were scraping yeah. out yeah. and cleaning the oh. abalone shells? Yes, this is, you know, this on this our is, knees in our own. This is homage to our lovely Katie Marks. Remember yes. that? Yes. You tell you all about those yes. abalone mushrooms. You've, you've yeah. actually on that, you've had amazing florists who mm. has mm. come through Vazette. Yeah, well, and and the beautiful friendships have been formulated. Mm. You know, I know now um, the lovely Katie Marks is good friends with my beautiful Beachy. Yes. It was my little, you know, shadow there for quite some time. Mm. And um, Wona. Wona oh, Bay. Wona, yes. Wona, Wona, Wona Bay. Charlie. Yes, yeah. exactly. Wona, and, Wona. And, yeah. and Melanie yeah. Stapleton from you know, Cecilia Fox. Can, can I just yes. take a few minutes here to talk about Wona? Please do. Because um, She's I, I used to um, see Wona at the markets and um, Jill Plummer, who ex-Bridge Road, used to come, you know, um, I think she worked for her at the time and she said, Jill and I used to always talk, talk together, you know, at the market. She said, look, I think there's someone here that you need to take under your wing. I said, what do you mean? Because, look, she seems to have a lot of talent, but not for me, my darling. She doesn't, <laughs> you know, she doesn't do me justice. You know, I just want cut flowers. But she's coming up with these amazing designs and I think you could really, you know, She'd take right her on board you. and be, you know, and really be able to sort of influence and um, help with your creativity level. I said, oh, okay, bring her in. So, so sure enough, I did. And that was that. You know, Wona would come up with some incredible, incredible. designs. Mm. And, the, and she'd have a little face that always pop out when we were there. Exactly. And, and then the poor yeah. darling got, you know, wanted to sort of participate in a flower show exhibition, remember, mm. Sonia? Anyway, and she was going home the next week, you know, to obviously celebrate her win, you know, for whatever she accomplished 
at, you know, at the flower show and to sort of, I think it was a birthday celebration, not quite sure. Anyway, she didn't get a medal. She didn't get any reckon because I think the judge at the time didn't really appreciate her level of skill and mm. incredible mm. talent that, mm. that that lady possesses. So she was in my office in tears saying, oh, I can't go back home. <laughs> I said, oh, what do you mean? Because I didn't get it. I said, Wona, doesn't matter. I said, your design was incredible. We got it. You got it. But yes, but the judges didn't see what I put into it. I said, I know, but don't worry. Everybody has a different idea. I said, next year we will do something that's going to knock things out of the park. Can we, Sheree? I said, yes, we can. I said, you come up with a design. I will talk to a supplier and see if we can get some sponsorship. And mark my words, Wona, we will get the gold. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, really? I said, yes, now come on, get off of the floor and let's pull ourselves together (laughs) and look towards the future. Mm. And um, I said, you go home, have a beautiful time with your family. It doesn't matter. It's not all, you know. Mm. I said, Mm. we'll we'll get there. So sure enough, we did. We got gold the following year. Right. So she and created with amazing, amazing design with the mm, um, slipper mm, orchid, not the, mm. yeah, the um, egg and bacon, otherwise known as. Egg and bacon, what a oh, great sorry. name. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me orchids. more. You know those orchids. Was it the slipper orchids? Slipper, or? you know, the, yeah, those, yeah, um, yeah. oh, there's another, my name escapes. But isn't it interesting that people put, creatives put so much weight in their early careers on what other people think. Yeah. And it's such an important True. thing not to worry about what anyone no, else thinks. No. Because as we always say mm, in mm, at Gloss Creative, mm. what other people think of your work is mm. none of your business. No, no. It's what you think of I it. I think that's about, you know, creating the unexpected. Mm. You know, it, I like to think that we create she the expected. She was a new talent. She was yeah. ahead of yeah. the time. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. The and, and, yeah. Look, oh. and look at her now mm. with what the work exactly. she's creating with now. Charlie, it's incredible. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's true. Mm. The combination so proud of, of both of them, both their skills and their passion yeah. mm. is incredible. Mm. And Melanie Stapleton always speaks so fondly of you guys as well, her time with you and, uh, you know, seeing what she created as well here in Melbourne oh, is, yes. is outstanding. And what she's doing now in yes. New Zealand, yes. And she she's, really you know, um, started to talk about, uh, you know, obviously you guys are very sustainable. Mel Stapleton has talked about, sustainability mm. and how as a florist you can be sustainable. I feel like she's through her social media channels. Yes, she's, she's very at, strong. She talks about that and is very strong as well. I think it's, know? and it's really important. Um, and I'm really delighted to see that so many florists now are trying incredibly hard to work their business to a sustainable level. Mm. I um, really feel that that's, that's happened, I think. Yes. So what yeah, do you think yeah. the changes have been? In, to create a sustainable work practice? Um, you know, I, I feel like we're living in a, a faster, busier world now, um, and that's obviously to, a lot to do with social media. We have access and we see everything. Everyone sees us. And so mm, we're mm. working faster. We're having to create more, and I feel like that's where people, creatives may have looked for assistance, perhaps in a non-sustainable way. Um, and now we're rectifying that. And I feel like that's because we're having to do it worldwide in all industries. 
So it's we're, we're going back to what we used to do, mm, chicken wire, um, chicken wire, and branches mm. and nests and tumbleweeds and and looking for those support um, mechanisms, natural support mechanisms. Yes, yes. in in our in our vessels, in our um, without vessels. You know, sometimes we create these huge scapes that might be three by three meters, and we need to go back and work out what sort of structure we're going to use. You know, we, whether it's a reusable structure or whether it's totally sustainable, uh, and I think that's the, the same with with any industry. You know, the busier you get, the yeah. more support <clears throat> you need. But mm. we really now have to. Everyone has to uh, across the world look at how we can be sustainable well, to I save do us all. Feel over the years, you know, we used to rely a lot on the foam, obviously, and then yes. you had sustainable foam. But it now. Um, the works that we've been doing this year, I mean, you know, remember this beautiful mm. structure that we made on an outdoor in February this year and you made this crazy looking mm. pole and you taped to oh, it yes. vases, the vases mm. on it. So all of those flowers, it's better for them to be in water. Yes, much better. And we've had great discussions mm. about mm. the rise of the vase and mm. I notice mm. in store mm. you've once again your business mm. brain, Sheree, mm. and creativity mm. <laughs> I can see in the sense of the vases that you have in store complement your flowers. Do you, can you talk yeah. about that? <clears throat> Well, that's um, not exactly all my brain, my brainchild, but we have an amazing retail manager by the name of Deb and, um, and she is an incredible talent and sources all those unusual, you know, vases and props and vessels that we do have in store. Takes a big, you know, a huge amount of pride in, um, you know, bringing that store to life, you know, every second day when we re-merchandise that, you know, the floral and concept of the retail um, space you know we're constantly on on the yeah with looking at what ideas are coming out of Europe whatnot and but it's also, funny you know I feel like the consumers mm, are understanding mm. about what vases are for as well mm. Mm. and looking back at what history mm. the, mm. you know the different the, the the older you know some constant uh, spry constant spry and some of those older designs mm. are sort of coming back in, aren't they? Mm. And, you know, as I explained to you once before, it's not about the flowers anymore. As flowers become more expensive, people want to have a lovely vessel with the two or three odd blooms. It's not about a big bunch of flowers. You know how once upon mm. a time there's a volume. Volume. You know, volume. There's always it's, a place for that, but yeah. I feel yes. like yeah. the variety yeah. of the eclectic yeah. way that yeah. people put mm. interiors yeah. together yeah. is yeah. reflected yes. Yes. in floral work now mm. as well. Mm. I think it's I think it's very exciting. Mm. What would you want people to know about your studio? What do you think the things operationally that people would have no, no idea? idea. Mm, you know, like at yeah. some, sometimes when we talk, mm, you know, mm, I'll mm, ring mm, and I'll mm. say, I want this flower in this colour. It's not a, and you'll mm. come back to him and go, sorry, can't get yeah. that. And I go, mm. yeah. oh, I can't let that go. <clears throat> yeah. What, you know, and you'll go, no, nah, it's gone. It's yeah. not, they're not here. It's, it's rained or whatever. <laughs> Tell us about the complexity and mm. Yeah, yeah, it must be so hard. Yeah, yeah. as my business, our business has grown, <clears throat> it's funny, I still get calls saying, now, Sheree, can you take an order for me? I want this and I think I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Go to the cupboard. I said, right, go to the cupboard, yeah, and I want this and now can you deliver it? I said, right, okay. Um, unfortunately, um, yes, I can put you onto my sales team and they were happy to take the order for you. So in order for me to concentrate on your request, I've got to, 
basically, you know, um, hand over the, all those other responsibilities mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, operations. And as you mm-hmm. can appreciate running a business, there's mm-hmm. so many moving parts. And fortunately for me of late, I've had this angel that's just appeared on my lap by the name of Phil Comedo. My, Wonderful my man. My shining armour. Mm. So he's been able to sort of take all those other pressures of a growing business. Now we nearly have, we have close to 70 people on staff now, believe it or not. So, you know, together with, led by Phil Comedo, the leadership team, the more, you know, the oldest veteran staff members. Do you want to say what I call you? I don't know. What do I say? The golden girl. The golden girl. The golden girl. The golden team because we do have boys as well. Who have actually been with us over 15 Mm, odd years. mm. Um, They're able to be accountable for all those other little. So it enables me time to source and talk with the procurement team to say, well, this is where Mm. you've got to Mm. hunt this down. Mm. Mm. You know, why don't you speak to the supplier? Because I do have Mm. an incredible sort of knowledge of who's got what. Mm. And when Mm. some Thing is required, we will just, you know, sort of obviously um, go through all our, our sort of library or directory of um, suppliers and see who's got what growing. What. So, yes, so but by having this incredible structure within our team now, yeah, mm. we've got the hierarchy, Keep leadership, mm, yep, mm, mm. procurement. So at what point was it that you realised that you were an amazing leader? <laughs> amazing leader. <laughs> you know, I just do stuff. I don't think of myself as an amazing leader because, you know, I just like to take people on the journey. I think I, I think an amazing leader will always listen to the team and you're only as good as your team really, aren't you? Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as your last job, I should mm-hmm. say. So by listening and enabling them to be creative and to be part of that journey makes you an amazing mm-hmm. leader, I think. Don't you? Mm, I mean, I'm mm. thinking it's not because you just can't, you know, you employ people better than yourself. Absolutely. That's what Mr. Dick Pratt would say, you yes, know. Yes. I mean, I can't be yeah, an expert yeah. in accounting. I can't be an expert in da da da. I mean, hockey is another incredible talent that we have in our mm, work he's room. He's fabulous. You know, look, there's so many. And, you know, Vanessa has been with me for so how many years? Uh, yeah. You know, she's been with longer me the longest, me. actually, mm, each time she mm, reminds yeah. me. I think we are coming up the 25th anniversary. Yeah, amazing. Um, but, you know, she you know that's that's my family yeah and, you know and Amazing. i think she if i may say you know when when say the ilks of like vanessa and myself and then later a few years later nick joined it, it was a it was a different world we didn't have social media no. so mm. so the, the the peer group have had to adapt to that yeah. um but i must say in terms of you know being in mentor positions within the business and a welcoming the next generation, we learn so much mm. from them. Mm. We learn how fabulous. to, we, mm. they are, and mm. we learn how mm. to do things differently. Um, and, you know, no no person has the best way. Mm. The, the you know, the people who are a little bit it? older and have been in the industry for longer have more knowledge, mm. but then the younger team have a different um, different they, sense of knowledge too that really so assists us so much too. And they need to have patience, which yes. is going to sustain their interest in the industry. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, a lot of these millennials want instant. Unfortunately, yes. to get to where we, we we have had to basically deal with those hard knocks and learnt the hard way, but it's made us more sustainable in uh, maybe our strength. Yes, yes. And, and you have grounding. to have the passion. I mean, for me, you, you have passion. to you have to be passionate about um, what your business is. And our business is flowers. Yeah. Our business is service. Mm-hmm. Um, it's creation and design. But 
you know, at, if you if you have a, an amazing restaurant, it starts off with food. Mm. The ingredients. You know, the ingredients. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, when, really when you're working with nature, you can't go wrong if you really appreciate it mm. and understand it. You're never, gonna, it'll, you're never it'll, going it'll to go you wrong. It'll give energy rather yes, than Yes, that's right. It, which is yes, so important. Yeah. It's seasonal. You, you did touch mm. quickly on Vanessa's role within the business and I've seen her together with yourselves create a formidable social media presence. How has that played into your success? It's essential. Um, it's a lens for our business. Yes. Really. You know, especially during COVID, you know, mm. we, our socials was, was really, was our life like yes. exactly right. Yeah. It yeah. tell exactly what was yes. happening in our studio. Yes. And, and it's not only, it's not only obviously pictorial, it's um, conversations, you know, conversations um, in the background that you have with people that respond to your uh, to your images as well and, and developing relationships, which is, she does an amazing job with. Not only when I look at your, your socials am I like, oh, my God, that's beautiful, but also, oh, my God, I actually need some of that for this mm. Saturday. Mm. So then it's like, what's yeah, that thing? Phone. I saw yes. that in the corner. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. I feel like you've mm. driven it um, yes. maybe not so consciously, but it's grown mm. into a bit of do, both. Do you know, you know? It, it is conscious too. I mean, right. I think everyone is involved with that. And, um, you know, Phil is heavily involved in our mm. social media. Mm. Um you know, with Vanessa the and then with, with the team, mm. yes, creating the strategy, strategy. yes. And, um, you know, and then Vanessa is a re relationship builder too mm. and, and takes mm. amazing photos and mm. wherever she, she goes, she takes still shots and videos. And um, But, yes, it's a well-thought-out process. And, and she communicates with our online audience. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'd like to hear about Market Day because I know that market day is essential yeah. and I know you've worked ways around mm -hmm. it, but I also mm -hmm. feel it's the part of the business mm -hmm. ongoing that could be the most draining, you know, yeah. on you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that and what strategies yeah. have you mm -hmm. changed to bring that sort of into line to give you some sort mm -hmm. of balance? Well, I never used to be an early morning person. Until I got into the industry. <laughs> you are now. <laughs> it's tricky. That's some 30-odd years ago. Um, but, you know, as much as, I don't know, the brain just switches off. I'm in bed by 9.30, and I'm up at 2. It just, I'm going to have the alarm, but I'm ready to roll. As soon as I hit that market floor, as I said, it's like walking through a garden. The flowers talk to you. Over the years, I've just developed an eye, and I can eyeball things, and I can sense it. I, I don't know. I've got this gut feeling. And I sense things, walk around that. So, you know, people know not to talk to me the first hour. I don't think people come up to you and want to chat. I said, not time. I'm walking the floor. I want to see every little grower's patch, <laughs> what they've brought in today. You have a few florists that come in, they only deal with a, a few different wholesalers, whereas I want to walk and talk with everybody to see what they've got available. So, um, for me, how long does that take to walk the floor? Yeah, well, depends on, especially if I've got a list to buy as well, short list, which I know things are scarce. So it is a science, you know. A lot of people think you go to a like a supermarket shelf and you pick your items. It doesn't work like that. A lot of product is pre-sold, and already those negotiations <clears throat> have happened overnight. So I'm picking up things that have just maybe a bit of surplus or if any event work that's come through. Over, you know, last minute that I have to buy for. So, yeah, it's 
to me, it, I, I love the mornings now, you know, I don't know, it's something about, you know, picking and, and the rewards of getting something that's, that you wouldn't expect to find on the floor. Mm. And then I'll go back and show the girls, oh, there, that's amazing. I haven't, uh, so yesterday was my first time not having been on the floor for a little while um, as one of my procurement team are on holiday, so I usually step in when I can. And it was a really satisfying market, you know. Mm, we had a really good market. I don't know how to describe the feeling, but, you know, you know when you've purchased the right price and the right things and you've found some interesting goodies and it's going to make Sonia happy or Nick happy because they've given me a brief as to what they're wanting and mm. I've just picked it up even though it's not for today. It's going to be for the end of the week, but it'll last. <laughs> mm. And then you're talking to the Timing. other growers. What have you got going on? What things have you got coming through? You know, and I've, some of these growers have been growing for generations. And I and I've, I know their families. I've seen these. Now they've got their sons and daughters who are now helping them, assisting them. And, you know, like Maxie Flora, you know, the Carlies of this world and the lovely Michael and Angus, you know, three sons who have now, they, they grow the largest amount of hydrangea in Australia. Those relationships that you've built over 30 wow. years. Yeah. I remember someone, a young florist who, um, wanted to buy some flowers for a, sort of a gift um, store that she had. And she said she got her Florence, uh, I guess I'll call it a licence, to go to the markets. And she turned up on her first day and she went up to the growers and she said, I'll have some of that. And they said, no, no, that's Vazette's. Oh. And she went to the next one and they were like, no, no, that's Vazette's. And she's like, man, I'm getting the feeling that Cherie <laughs> is the queen of the market. And I'm like, yep, she is. So uh, <clears throat> it's amazing what you've built up, those, as you said, those relationships, the trust that those people must have in you. In a sense, once again, everyone sees you in that leadership position as well. So I think that's, it's a pretty incredible feat in regards to that. So it's got to be a two-way street because when they've got surplus, they want to be able to sort of consult that person who's going to help them pick up the surplus. Yes. So they're not going home with wastage. Yes, yes. And that's what what I do. I yes. sort of help them out. Yes. I said, okay, I'll help you out. And often yes. at the market floor, they said, Sheree, can you help me out? I've just got left with another three or four buckets. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, what have I got coming up? Um, I'll make it work. Okay, put it on the trolley. We'll work it out. But remember me when I need. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> so I keep reiterating that. Yeah, remember um, that. Yeah. But, um, mm. So, you know, fortunately for us, getting back to my business, our uh, business, it's all about the different, you know, the different departments. So, okay, I may not need it for that event, but I can move it through retail. I can put a special on it or we can move it to corporate. If there's nothing specific to the colour palette or what it needs to be, I will use that information and make it work. Work it for the grower, work it for me and for the client at a competitive price. And that's the science. Mm, that's, a, that's, the, <laughs> that's the master speaking. That's the science. Yeah. Um, I remember when we did that job for Jeff, with Jeff Latham. Mm, yes. Okay, remember? Yeah, 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 okay. Of and um, he was here at Mural Hall. And I, I said, okay, what do you, I said, I'm going to Bruce, what does he want? He, I said, he'll tell you. I said, well, listen, he's got to give me a few more days than just two days prior to the event. <laughs> you know, what is it going? Because it's got to be purples. And I said, okay, but what are we creating? <laughs> you know, so um, I had a quick conversation with him. I said, okay, I'll do my best, but I don't know if I can get all that. We don't have these in Australia, but we'll do something 
similar. So sure enough, I did. And and, fortunate, and sometimes I just think the universe talks because of how I'm going to source this product. But then sure enough, I find it on the floor. I said, oh, my God, okay. <laughs> An angel's landed. It, it, Jeff's, Jeff's happy. Tree, the weather is going to come true. <laughs> you know, I can get those Lincoln roses. So that's what it is. You know, it's like it works out in there, doesn't it, Sonia? Yeah, it does. Um, it does. And I surprised, much to time. my surprise, I just find these goods. So yeah, made Jeff happy that day. Um, so it was great. We worked with him and um, he's an incredible ta- a talent. It just works, but relationships. It's relationships. It's relationships. Mm, relationships yeah. is everything. Key. In a mm. personal situation, in your personal family life to to business. Inside things are Bazet and outside yeah, of Bazet yeah, too. Exactly mm. right. Sonny, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> Gina, <laughs> the weather. Can I say the weather? I'm really? a bit of a, a weather aficionado. I love talking about the weather. I always want to know what's happening. And luckily, I live in Melbourne. Don't forget about um, Amanda's but request. That's the, that's the thing that always. keeps me up at night when I've got uh, specific requests from clients and customers. And then suddenly I'll, I'll talk to Tiffany or Carl the next day and they'll say, it rained. And I said, what does that mean? And they said, well, you can't have those. You've got to have these or, you know, and like, oh, there's a huge, there's been a cyclone or a thunderstorm or, justify. or it was 40 degrees overnight and the winds were howling. Like, okay. Or we miss so, the boat. Within, so then you get clearance. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Might have, yeah. So that would be, that would be the only something so, that's out of beyond my control, control. beyond yeah. Bazette's control, because we always we Ridiculous always we always requests. we always make things work, <laughs> yes, um, you know, and we can always we can always find a solution, but the weather is something we can't control, which is exactly. actually it's quite refreshing, really, because you've got to be able to you know have some answers and, um, but yeah, I think I think that's that's the only thing really. Fantastic, yeah, Cherie. During uh, the pandemic, um, I was obviously sitting at home packing up my house about to move. So I sort of had a year of just looking after myself, my gap year, let's call it. And as the pandemic progressed, I'd look down my social feed and within two or three days of the lockdowns, you had started on a new business course and it was very early on, and you went from day one. Tell us briefly about that time. Well, fortunately for, for myself, we had just signed on paper that we were moving, you know, which was a blessing in disguise. <clears throat> there was no way, especially with social distancing, that I could have my staff all together and spread out into the, the other warehouses we have. Still, there wasn't enough room. So we were able to pick up most of our uh, we'll sort of even we were we the actual renovation hadn't been completed but was still functional so we and had we're spread about the your team fabulous warehouse warehouse down in Port, Port Melbourne, Melbourne that's right which is a dream exactly so first and foremost how are we going to pay our staff okay what do we need to do to basically events have gone down the wayside we can hit the old online, but people aren't wanting flowers. They're wanting food because what I'm hearing is you can't find fruit and vegetables on those supermarket shelves. People aren't, you know, so what do we do? So, of course, going to the flower market, the fruit market's just virtually 10 metres across the road. So I thought, okay, let's do fruit and veg pack. You know, I'll go back to my roots. 
and um, go and speak to some of those growers and see what I can, you know, purchase and start making fruit ham, fruit and vegetable hampers. And sure enough, my customers in the community thought it was a great idea. <laughs> So that was we packed with... fruit and veg in boxes. <laughs> right. What a great idea. Yeah. I said, can we just get a fruit and veg pack and then add two or three bunches of flowers? I said, yep, sure, we'll do cut flowers, pack, and then mm. we'll have them at some certain price points. And they loved it. And it was just before Easter, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we got a flurry of orders for Easter. Great. And we were doing hundred or so a day. Yeah, day. sometimes more. I was having mm. to go to the market every bloody and every day. Mm. But like three days wasn't was turning Seven into six days, days a week. Six yeah, thing. six days yeah. a week. As six. well as flowers. Mm. So um yeah, so we pivoted to um fruit and veg and um and that's for a short period of time. But it, it we 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 serviced a niche market, you know, we had to really act on what the market needed, you know, at the time. So And how I mean it you know, we saw all those photos for the mm. poor growers during mm. that time. Mm. How, what did you do with mm. the growers? Mm. So I was going to the flower market, <clears throat> hearing their stories. A lot of them were saying, we just, you know, we just, we can't plant. We, we don't know what to plant anymore. So they stopped planting. But for the product that has come through, I said, well, okay, what have you got? Um, what can we move? So I was just going there collecting whatever they wanted to give me. And then that's there, the floral that I was basically selling online mm, as cut flowers. Beautiful. I said, okay, just give it to me. I'll try and move whatever I can. And they were reduced, so I had to pass that production on. So we worked together like that, mm, you know, because I didn't want them to lose out and I didn't want them to be left in a dump master. Mm, no. You know, if we get a dollar or two, it's yeah. better than nothing. Yeah. So that's one way how we were able to help our industry. And then, and then consequently down the track, of course, they were burnt. They were a bit reluctant to put in bulbs and flowers mm. for the next season, weren't yes, they? They didn't know how yes, long this mm, pandemic gonna go. was going to go yeah, for. Yeah. So then that led to other supply issues down the track. So we're out, coming out of that now. Mm, but definitely. for those two years, it was very, very, very yeah, difficult. difficult to for anybody to, to predict mm, what would. Taken a while. Mm. And what do you, Sonny? What do you think the silver lining has been from all of this? I think people are looking out for each other more now. They're taking care of each other internally at uh, within our business, externally. I'm finding that although a lot of the event requests, no matter what size they are, are coming in with short lead times because mm. confidence mm. is still not at 100%. People are more patient, mm, you know, um, which which is, yeah, and more understanding, more understanding mm. of, you know, the lack of variety of flowers. I was talking to you earlier, Amanda, we have a flower availability Bible internally, which we should we've publish just, that. We've just, charge good um, money for we've that. just updated, <laughs> recreated, mm. and worked with our mm-hmm. procurement team so that it's realistic now as we as we are in a in a you know um, post COVID time. And the seasons are different, you know, yes. where it is changing constantly. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. you may have received during a certain period of time in autumn may it's not changed. really be available. And sort of, are there as many growers now? A lot of them probably sold their land to developers, <laughs> thinking we can't sort of because it's not that much margin really when you think about it. In making and the reducing, reducing a bunch of flowers, they do it hard. You know, it's it's for and the how love. How do you think uh, the growers? You know, you're saying you know some families just haven't gone on mm, with growing. No, things. Mm-hmm. too how hard. How do you think the future of the industry? Mm. What do you think is going to happen? 
Yeah. The because, crystal ball time. Yes. Well, of course, this new generation that's been, you know, that's coming along the way, they see how hard mum and dad work and say, really, do I need to put my, you know, sacrifice everything? It's it's hard work. And millennials of this today, they don't like the hard work, do they, as much as it's, what I we... I think it's the physical grind, mm, isn't it, mm, that you, mm, you know... That and you, the risk-taking When you match that well. with passion, it's the acceptable. But for yep. the more established ones and the more sort of... Um, Veered ones that they mm. they're pretty on, and they're like the Maxi Floras of this world, where their sons are now taking over that business. So there's a succession. There plan. is a succession plan for some of these bigger families, mm. which is lovely. And um, it's more the smaller bespoke growers. If mm. they, you know, they've got uh, a limited next generation to pass mm. it on to, so it might have to be someone externally coming mm. in mm. sell the business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we hope to think that. <clears throat> it'll be passed down or there'll be some other family that'll pick it up. And But, you know, having said that, I think COVID's also given rise to this generation because I see that with my ex-stepson. He's bought himself a, a native farm and they're going back to the land. Mm, so it's beautiful. not all doom and gloom. Yeah, no. Yes, you know, yes, it's not no, all doom and seeds. gloom, which is lovely mm. to see, you know, mm. that he's basically, and he's doing quite well with the product that he's producing, which is great to see. And he, Bunny bite sells it to me, but <laughs> <laughs> he's got yeah. his own. He's in high yeah. demand. Yeah, exactly. He's into high it. demand, but it's lovely. Yeah. But that's it. good to see. I'm it. really liking that. So I can see here there's an example for the future of um, our Fantastic. industry, which is great. So he's currently also it will be different. I think. I mm. think perhaps in in answer to your question, Amanda, we probably haven't got the answer right now because mm. it's a little bit unknown. Mm. I think it's maybe growing. in a it's year's time we could see. see a bit more. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So now I've got a bit a few quick questions for you. Mm. Um and I make some notes. I get yeah, mm. I've got I've got lots of quick questions <laughs> for you. So yeah. kind of the first thing that comes into mm. your head. Mm. Favorite flowery. Mm, which is your favorite child? <laughs> um, I've always loved gardenias. Yeah. Why? Smell. The Pretty smell amazing. and they evoke childhood memories. Beautiful. And that that thick white mm, mm, leaf. There's nothing beautiful. like it. No, like the smell it. just yeah. transcends mm, you. Yeah. Daphne. Beautiful. What about you, Sonny? <laughs> beautiful old-fashioned scented garden rose for the scent and the yeah. thorny stem, so the yes. juxtaposition of. Pretty and great. then also nereens. I but I, I love the oh, yes, I love I the old-fashioned effervescent mm. nereens that mm. Peter Janet used to grow. Mm. He has slightly less varieties now. They're on a really tall stem, and they're sort of like that animalistic, twisty, yeah, yeah feminine. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're two of they're my gorgeous. many favourites. Need to bring those mm. back in. Mm. Cherie, favourite season? Spring, of course. Mm. I'm a spring of baby. Course. Yes, okay. Spring, spring, spring. because oh, it's the um, beginning of life. It's like you know the the trees start to sort of gain their green leaves and, mm. you know, you can smell the scents in the air and oh. it's all sort of, yeah. The, be- comes, the jonquils and yes, the exactly. ice and, and mm. Spring, definitely. Mm. What about you? Mine's spring too. Spring. Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. I, I love that mid-season. So mm. I was born in autumn in the UK, but I, my birthday is here in spring, spring and I have that. I love yeah. both. I love the changing of mm. the seasons. Melbourne, we mm. really like yeah. to have and, such and lilac season. and viburnum and you know, dogwood and yeah. those beautiful garden varieties. Yeah. Gorgeous. And Cherie, what what's your preferred traditional modernity? What what does it for you? I just love abundance. Yeah, beautiful. Um, a bit, a bit like plenty you know, of it. It's always been me. Yeah, beautiful. yeah. I'm sort of that's why it's probably reflected in my store. 
I feel it goes I just with don't. the word generosity as well. I think when I think of abundance and Vazette, I also think of your generosity as a person um, with the people that work for you, that come into your world. Um, Philanthropy. And, and I know that's a very big um, part of your... My father. Yeah. Was that from your father? Yeah. What a great man. What I remember is um, he used to always be born here in Australia, <clears throat> used to help all the Greek immigrants that come to, and, you know, the house would always be open should they have a question and be the first one to donate fruit and vegetables to the you know, to the churches or to the schools or any mm. event that needed to raise money. You know? He'd be on so it. He'd be on it. And so you are too. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's that's what I remember. Dad and my mother say, how much money have you donated? What are we, what are we, we went that well off, you know, it's like, and he got that. sick. And he said, oh, you know, my mother is with a strong one. And, I, and she said, that's okay, you know, like the red egg the church and it's like you paid for all those red eggs that were going to be given out at Easter time yes I did <laughs> Beautiful. well we're very glad that your father was like that mm. it's really good what about you what's your favorite um, combo well I love old-fashioned garden natural style with quirky stems created in a modern design so can I say both yeah traditional absolutely. and modern well, that's beautiful yeah love I love I love you know that that you know that juxtaposition of having those you know wiggly blooms that have got scent and that are not quite perfect in in a in a you know really lovely interesting design not not naturally beautiful i love that um favorite job or event Cherie? oh it has to be dior beautiful that was oh. another it was another mm. and the go. first one the first one mm. that was just exciting because was. it was the coming of age for us you know it's like wow we've never done things like this before Mm. So that was the beginning of incredible, that's mm. really, yeah, yeah. and working alongside of yourself and Lucien. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty insane, ah, wasn't it? It was amazing. It was yeah. really cool. A lot of the How unknown are we do it there. Yeah, a lot of the so, unknown. Yeah. How are we going to do it in such a short period of time? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> we'll work it out. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did. Mine's McQueen. Yeah. Yeah, it was just um, that really tested yeah. our levels of creativity yeah. and um, and I felt tested that everything. Worked very much with your personal aesthetic as well, um, you know, with your fashion sense as well. I felt that was, it was like a part of an extension of you. And I think, you know, for, because you're from the UK as well, yes. I felt like that yeah. was I, I did a trip to the UK you. and I, you know, we went yeah. and, you know, did some research around it. And yeah. yeah, it's, yes, it was amazing. It was just. Um, Agreed. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. So deep. Sure, are you front of house or back of back house? Back of house, definitely. <laughs> I just love being in the trenches, you know, right. hoodie, mm. my bloodstones or my runners. Yeah, I'm not a, mm. you know, just. Um, mm. We have had to <laughs> coax you out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And just getting rugged up and fronting up on those early mornings and to markets and whatnot and then. Don't talk to me. Don't don't tell me I've got to front up to some meeting and I've got to look good. <laughs> Do you know what I, I love about Cherie? Having Sorry. said that, and then there's this there's a little bit of a chasm here where she now is she's very interested, but when she's done her part, she's trustworthy and confident in us to then take it to the finale and then she turns up to the finale yeah. front of house and is so delighted yeah. and in awe of what Beautiful. we've done with what she's. Yeah procured for us Beautiful. which is really yeah really special that's why you can mm. do amazing things for each other mm. Mm. what about you sonny front or back more back of house uh, i love to create 
with the flowers um, and uh, foliages and any kind of botanicals and bring that together. Um, uh, but again, I, I like a bit of front of house too. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. I, Store I, yeah, and, yeah, yes, exactly. I love, I love, um, mixing it up with our clients and customers and listening to, you know, what they, what they feel and what they want and how they feel about the result too. But I think more back of house. And I do feel like when you and Jahan work on the logistics of the gala, that's something that you, you're good in terms of the communication to all people. So everyone knows what's going on. You know, it's very important for the day to run smoothly. So I think that 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 front of house skill is very useful in when it comes to actually the day of the job as well. Even though it's still a back of house thing, I still yes. feel like communication's a yes. bit of a front of house being. I think proactive. you have to do it in person. Yes, yes, agree. And, and there's many aspects and many people and many teams yeah. to bring together. Exactly. Do you have any quotes? that you'd a like lot, to share? Uh, quite a few, actually. Great. Bring okay. them on. Good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better best. I love that. <laughs> I that like is that. A okay. Almost a limit. And life is all about practice. So if you practice being an achiever, you'll be an achiever. You practice being a whiner, you practice being a negative, that's what you breed and what you attract. So I kept letting my beautiful little boy know, you know, he's currently basketball. I said, just do the best. You lost. It doesn't matter. Just get up and keep going. Keep going, going, going and do your best. As long as you've done the best for the day, that's all I can ask for. Sorry, did I? No, it's 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 advice. Mm, And I think for the mm, new generation, mm, because, you know, if they lose out or they're mm, finding failure, it's mm, like, mm, it's okay. It's all part of, um, you know, growing up. You know, you've just got to base, take it on, on board and see how can I improve, mm, how can I move mm, forward. Mm. Keep on going. Keep them going. Be the best version is, of yourself. Yeah, where there is endeavour mm. and creativity, there's mm. also failure. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes. They come, you yes. know, they come together. The most choose. successful people have been failures along mm. the way. Mm. It's not mm. to say that they've, it's, it's moved, you know, mm. it's what's made them stronger. It's mm. what's basically mm. the hard knocks has made you the person you are today. Mm. So I can't mm. sit here say it's been an easy street. It hasn't. No, <laughs> I love that. What about you, Sonny? What well, I have one that, that's quite similar and it's about growth mindset um, and it's to keep to keep on growing in life, you have to have an open mind and that will then enable you to have consistent and intentional practice and value what you do. Beautiful. You should be able to do it well. Mm. Perfect. If you don't want to lock your mind. And another one is one from Christian Dior, which is you can never really go wrong if you take nature as an example. Because mm. no, perfection gorgeous. exists that's, in yes, nature, exactly. doesn't that's it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for your time today. I feel very privileged <laughs> to have had you both here for an amazing conversation. I'm sure everyone's just going to be there with their notebooks writing all of this <laughs> down. Um, thank you for letting us behind the scenes of Vazet. It's been such a privilege. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. 